Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, episode number 318. And it's finally here. Today is opening day. And uh, the day we have been waiting for for a long time, a long cold winter, and it's here with us. And I've got two great guests on tonight. The boys are back in town. Len and Jeff from the Baseball and Barbecue are joining me tonight. We're going to talk all about the opening day festivities and everything that happened today. And guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Um. It it is a happy note, but unfortunately, we have to start tonight's show on a sad note, and that is the uh, news came down this morning of the passing of uh, Mets icon, uh, former uh, player, former uh, uh, bon vivant, world traveler, chef, wine expert, uh, philanthropist, uh, Rusty Stop passed away this morning at the age of 73 and uh guys uh your thoughts on that uh you know obviously it was a sad day uh, as i said to len earlier and yourself uh the other day when hernandez was saying he was much so much better and so i was i was that was good but when i heard the news today i was like wow what happened i was very very uh saddened by the news uh and it's coming off the heels of, uh, you know, another Met icon who passed away a couple weeks ago, Ed Charles. So it's a very sad time for, in the New York Mets family. Yeah. The, uh, he, he's one of the players that stood out. I remember him uh, when I was a kid. You know, he was the always, I was saying before, when Rusty Staub got up, you knew he was going to get a hit. He choked up on the bat, and he, he would get a hit. So it was... It was almost an automatic. That's how I remember him. And he played great in the uh, 73 playoff. I think he batted over 400 uh, in the playoff in, in World Series in 73. And, uh, yeah, just a, just a uh, sad day for the, for the Mets. And I always remember hearing about his restaurant, which, unfortunately, I never got to eat in. But always heard about Rusty's restaurant and his famous ribs, too. So. And I think uh, at one point in time, I think he had two restaurants, actually, uh, as yeah, he did. well. And uh, uh, just a sad, uh, sad, sad day, as you guys say. And and he started the women and children uh, the for the firemen and the, the policemen that are killed in the line of duty. He started a charity for them. Had the picnic or cookout every year at the Shea Stadium and then moved it over to City Field when the when that opened. So uh, just a great humanitarian and, and quite a loss, a member of the Mets Hall of Fame. And uh, he loved the city, and he, he loved uh, New York. He loved the uh, Mets. And, and it's just a big blow and a loss. And I, I don't think that, that some of the younger fans can fully understand. Uh, go back and look at your history because it, you uh, – you guys just mentioned 73 uh, World Series and playoffs, and he played literally with one arm. He had crashed into a wall, and I think he dislocated his shoulder. He could not throw, and yet 
uh, he had hit like an incredible like 400 or or I don't know, something like that in that world series had an incredible series and literally on one arm that's how tough this guy was yeah really and you know you, they they should also go back and look on some video of this retirement ceremony at Chase Stadium <laughs> where you know he was beloved where all the all the other players had uh, orange ring wigs on as a tribute to him <laughs> he was that that beloved by his teammates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was, and uh, one of his teammates, uh, Keith Hernandez, had a press conference this morning and was quite broken up about it. And uh, he had just visited Rusty in the hospital on Saturday, and uh, this is what Keith had to say towards the end of his press conference. But he was in a lot of pain, so it's better. He's in a better place. And and obviously uh, Keith and him were very close and, and uh uh just a really tough day uh for Keith Hernandez and to go do a game it's just uh, doubly tough. So um I get all prayers and, and thoughts and, and words and everything go out to uh, his family and, and um just a sad day in Mets Nation. And one other thing, Gary, I was listening to um, WOR after the game. I don't want to take credit for this, so I'll tell you where I heard it. Um, uh, McCarthy um, was talking, Pete McCarthy, right, was talking about um, how, I guess, Rusty Staub kept a, a book, a notebook on every pitcher back from the 60s. And when uh, Keith Hernandez uh, came to the Mets, I think it was and was, he uh, he wanted to see the book, <laughs> and I, I think Rusty Staub said something like, "You're not ready for it," or something. It was something. <laughs> and, and then it was on every pitcher. I mean, it was he he had notes on one pitcher when he's going to throw a change up. He opens his glove up more. I mean, there was all these things. And I guess then he eventually uh, he retired, and he gave the book to Keith Hernandez, and Keith Hernandez apparently still has that notebook. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I tell you, one of my one of my memories of, of Rusty Staub was, you know, he's the one of only four players to hit a home run before twenty and after forty. And I was at that game when he hit it after forty. Uh, the place just, uh, you know, erupted. Uh, I didn't realize at the time until they put it on the scoreboard that it was, it was a, you know, he tied a record. I go, wow, you know, that that, that was uh, one of my favorite moments of Rusty Staub. You know, he comes out to a curtain call and, uh, yeah, just a just, just a great player for the Mets. Well, one of my favorite uh, Rusty moments, uh, besides Rusty Staub Day, when they all wore the orange wigs, was a game, and I swear, I think it was 80, it was his last season, and, um, you know, my memory's going as I get older, but um, he, he somehow either he pinched hit or they, they ran out of outfielders and he had to go into the game. And Davey Johnson tried to hide him because he knew he couldn't run. He couldn't, you know, he wasn't the field that he was. He wasn't playing the field that much anymore. And uh, they would keep switching him from right to left field. Whenever, like, a right-hand hitter come up, they'd move him to right field. If a lefty came up, they'd move him to left field. Well, wouldn't you know it, his fate would have it. I don't know if it was the last out of the game, but it was a big out in the game. And this was the Mets were fighting for a pennant then that year. And 
lo and behold, the ball goes to Rusty, and he's got to make this running catch. And sure enough, he makes the running catch, and and uh, that was the end of the inning. And it may have been the end of the game. I forget uh, all the particulars now, but that's my memory of him move him moving back and forth and back and forth. Uh, Davy's idea was to try to hide him out there, and the ball found him anyway. And and the true professional yep. that he was, he made the play and. Uh, um, and that was it. But uh, a great man, a great uh, Matt, and uh, a, a large miss um, to the world. And yeah. all right. Um, so let's move on to opening day 2018. And the Mets win 9-4 to four over the Cardinals. Um, any uh, thoughts offhand uh, at first? Another opening day win. You gotta love it. Actually, it's oh, home. Um, another win on opening day. The Mets always win opening day. It's great. If if the Mets won a series every year, they won opening day. We'd be uh, if if the World Series was decided by opening day wins, we'd we'd be in good shape. We'd have more rings than the Yankees. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, it was a really good day. Uh, you know, with with Syndergaard striking out ten. 10 batters and uh, I know he took six innings, but I think he struck out 10 in, in five innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only blemish is giving up two home runs. Uh, but you know what? When you go throw uh, 100 miles an hour, if someone connects, the ball's going to go far. Um, I want to know is who's number 65 and what they do with uh, Gazelman. <laughs> Gazelman was awesome in uh, uh, his uh, one inning of relief. He really came in and looked really sharp and good um um the new guy swore Swarzak, he looked good uh-huh. he looked good in the eighth uh familiar looked okay um Syndergaard, it was i'll tell you what it was a weird kind of a day in a way that he dominated them and yet they got two they, they scored four runs off of him so it was kind of mm-hmm. and he struck out 10 so it was kind of weird because at points they would just they couldn't even touch him. It was domination, and then uh, you know they still managed to get uh, uh, to get those two home runs and drive in another run. But uh, you know you give them credit; they're a major league ball club, and they got some good hitters. And that Yadi Molina is a thorn in our side. But oh, absolutely, um, yeah. the Mets came big time and uh boy i'll tell you i i like their new leadoff hitter brandon nimmo uh, i've been saying this for the last two years this kid is good he finds a way to get on i think he was on three out of four or four out of five at bats he was on base today uh a uh, couple of walks i think he got hit by a pitch he got a base hit uh, two Kevin. hits, yeah. Two hits, a walk, yep. uh, hit by pitch. He was uh, on base four times. Yep. Today, uh, back pitcher eight was uh, worked. It really worked. It it worked. Rosario had two hits today and two RBI. Um, Plowecki with a couple of hits, and uh, I really like him uh, catching. The only the only thing I, I question is uh, I don't know why Cabrera is batting for it. I guess I'm an old school guy, you know, especially, uh, you know, the power hitter, the cleanup guy to, to be the big hitter there, but I don't understand why Cabrera is batting for. Well, but not, not the next, so. <laughs> I, I, you know, 
I, I asked that question myself. Uh, I would have rather seen Frazier there and put Cabrera sixth. Um, mm. It would have worked that way, too, I guess, unless they didn't want two lefties in a row batting. But but you had them anyway. It, Cabrera's a switch hitter. So you're right. gonna. it doesn't really matter because uh, you had Bruce and then uh, Cabrera hitting. So you had two lefties right there. But, um, yeah, I don't know why they did that, but. I, I'd rather see Cabrera hit a little further down in the lineup, I think. And uh, Adrian Gonzalez had a good day, two hits. And yeah. I, you know, two hits. It, if he could be, if he hits, he could be a good find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's first day, right? So, of course, today, you know, everyone, you know how it is in New York. We go game to game. So today was great. So today we're all. You know, they're going to the series. This is it. We're going to win it all. You know, we're all uh, Jeff from Long Island, Leonard from Long Island. We're, you know, Gary from uh, Long Island, you know, calling the stations. And this is it. <laughs> all the pessimism of the off season is gone. This is, we, it's a great day. So it's nothing negative. <laughs> well, we know. It's a long, long season, and they're going to have some bad games. But I think it was important because of the new manager and the new regime and the new training methods and everything. And, uh, um, you know, the question was, will this team hit enough? And and today, at least, they were able to uh, score nine runs without a single home run either, which is, is – that's the way I like to do it sometimes. I love the home run, but, you know, if you can keep knocking in those guys and keep them moving, that's that's great. That is absolutely great. And, you know, just looking at the stats, I see that the, the uh, team hit the uh, runners in scoring position. They were 5 out of 15, which is 333, which I'll, I'll take every day of the week. <laughs> I know this last year they were terrible with uh, runners in scoring position. So 5 out of 15, we'll take it. Yeah, especially for the Mets. Sorry, Gary. No, especially for the Mets. They're notorious for not getting in those runners. Exactly. Gary, the, uh, I know that this, that's the new thing, batting, uh, you know, your you know, your yeah, is second. I, I still, I guess I'm still thinking he should be third, but it was today that hit. The first hit he had uh, with bases loaded, I think, in the, was it the second inning? He really he reached out for that ball. It was low, outside, all hit, and he hit a beautiful shot. So can't argue with the success, but I just wonder about him in the second hole. What do you think? Yeah, I you know they say uh, they wanted to. The whole purpose is to get him more at bats and get him up there and. Today it worked. I mean, he came yeah. he, he came up, uh, you know, we had the, the guys on base, and he was able to knock them in, and uh, it worked for Rosario hitting ninth. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I guess we're a tr- traditionalist, I guess, and, and we don't think it should go that way. But, I, I, look, I'll, at this point, I'll go for anything that works and gets them a winning record. Absolutely. And Syndergaard, he, he looks like he was just, you know, tossing the ball. And it, it was amazing to watch him pitch. The, the it's, it's effortless. He really just, 
amazing how he doesn't he doesn't work up a sweat. And I think that's all part of the uh, interesting thing about, you know, you were saying before about how we go game to game, but I think that's all part of this uh, uh, season and this game and why this game was a bit on the important side, as I said, to get off a good start for um, the new manager. But also, uh, you know, he's coming back from that muscle tear last year and, and he did pitch last season, but... But he does look very effortless, and uh, Mickey Calloway even made that statement uh, in his post-game uh, press conference, and uh, he was just looked like he was throwing the ball. And I, you know, if he can get Harvey throwing like that and and uh, getting strikes and and uh, mats, and this team could go somewhere. Absolutely, you know. And, and looking at another stat from uh, today's uh, box score, you know they had. RBIs with two outs. When did that happen last year? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, anybody in here? Just had three of them. Rosario, two, and Bruce had an RBI with two outs. So six RBIs with two guys out. That was that's that's what you like to see. Yeah, without a doubt. That that's it, 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 everything seemed to click today. And uh, like you said, we'll see what happens the next game. But. Um, you know, we got to be happy with it and take it for what it was. And, uh, you know, hopefully they, they keep on this track and keep going well. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see as we get into the dog days, of course. But um, I think the depth is a little bit better this year than it was even last year. And uh, I think that's going to play a big part. I was thinking about that during the game. If Cabrera doesn't, because he, uh, he got off to a slow start today, and, and I didn't think he looked good at all. Um, but I, I thought if he doesn't hit, where do they go? And, and, I mean, the options that they have are okay. They're not awful, better than they had in the past. I mean, they've got Jose Reyes they could put in. They've got uh, Philip Evans, who, who played a little bit. They have uh, Cicchini. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, they definitely have a better uh, uh, better support than they've had. Uh, when Conforto comes back, uh, you're going to have to try. You know, Nimmo's probably not going to play as much, and you're going to have to try and find at-bats for him. Um, so they there's definitely more depth than they've had yeah. Right, you know, uh, like I say, Flores can fill in. Reyes can uh, take a little uh, at second base as well. Yeah. Chiquini, uh and even uh, Gilmore, he was a he's a defensive whiz, so uh, he might be able to uh, help out. You know, during the season, it's going to be a long season, and uh, there'll be plenty of chances for other other players to come up and play. Um, hopefully, you know, the the base of the team, the, the core of the team, stays healthy. But, you know, there's always going to be, uh, you know, they can use the 10-day DL to their advantage as well. Give mm-hmm. somebody the rest to bring someone in. Now, at the uh, end of spring training, of course, they made some moves that uh, um, I, I wouldn't say controversial, but uh, one in particular was a little bit, not uh, not that I disagree with it, the way he pitched, but uh, Zach Wheeler being optioned out to uh, Las Vegas. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, Gary, I, I wanted to see it one time, just once, around the rotation uh, <laughs> with Wheeler in it, Wheeler and Matt and Harvey and the Robinson, just once. 
uh, and then send him down. <laughs> but you're right. He did not pitch well in spring training, uh, especially that last game. I, I, when I was, I was watching it, actually, and it was just, he was just terrible. And Lugo, and Lugo deserved it. He, he absolutely outpitched him. And, and uh, Wheeler needed to, uh, he needs to go down and get, find his stuff and be ready when they call him up. He's got he's to work on it. Yeah, no. When Vargas comes back too, because he'll be back probably in a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a little more difficult for Wheeler to even get up here, uh, you know, unless unforeseen things happen. But uh, at least he'll be pitching every fifth day, and he'll hopefully find his stuff because he, he. We've seen it from him, right? He hasn't had a full season where we've seen it, but we've seen it in glimpses, you know, in, in, uh, in a, maybe not even a half season where he, he's pitched well, but not not consistent. Well, that's the, and Len's right with he with glimpses because I remember Wheeler, he can only go no more than five innings. Mm-hmm. He throws over 100 pitches in five innings, and he's out. He's got to be more economical and be able to stretch himself out, himself out to go six, seven innings. And he can't do that. And until he does, you know, he'll he'll just stay in the minors until he figures it out. That's why I, I get the feeling sometimes that, that he's pro- he may be better suited. I know he doesn't want to hear that, but he may be better suited as a relief pitcher in some way. Um, the only problem with that is he doesn't throw strikes. Right. Right. But you know, if you, but if you put him in the bullpen, he has two pitches that fastball and slider just. Throws him as hard as he could to two innings. That might be his way, his way back to major because he can't he can't last, you know, more than four or five innings at a time anyway. Uh, all right. And how about the decision to keep Michael Conforto? Looked for a while that uh, he might come north with the team, uh, but they decided to keep him in extended spring training and uh, let him get uh, more at bats. What did you guys think about that? I think it's a good uh, it's a good decision. He, that he had a that was a major injury. Scared me in spring training in that game where he crashed into the wall and then he <laughs> uh, they sent him home on a on a on a pitch where uh, it was close play. Um, I I think he needs to just give him a little more time. There was no need to rush him. I, I agree. You know, it's better to be conservative with Conforto because he's going to be around a long, long time. Although what I would have done, and this would have cost the Mets only a plane ticket, I would have brought him north, let him be introduced in front of the crowd, you know, let him get that thrill, let the, let the fans see him and give him a standing ovation, and then, uh, you know, send him back down to Florida for, for another week or so. Because I think I read today he's supposed to come back now maybe April 5th. Yeah, That's it's only a week away. Yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be that long. I mean, he, he uh, I think really they just want him to get a little bit more work in to see a little bit more pitching. Um, but uh, it's really not going to be that long. And uh, it'll be good to, uh, good to see him back. And, you know, uh, it's a great idea about having him get introduced. And, and if you notice, the captain was there today, he was introduced. And I thought that was a very nice gesture on the Mets part. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he got a he got uh, probably it was one of the longest ovations of the day, right? He Yeah. It's too bad that he he's you know, it just it's it was great, but then you look at him and you're like that's probably as close as he's going to get to the field. Yeah. And it's sad. Well, I've been saying 
what they should do, and I really firmly believe this, is that if it takes him all season to try to get back and he decides I can't do it anymore, I still think there's one at bat left in him, and I would do the last home game of the season, which I think is the last game of the season this year. I think they close at home. I would uh, put him on the roster. You can expand the rosters. He's not going to take anybody's spot. Put him up. And on that last home day, if he announces he's going to retire, let him hit one more time in front of a Pac City field. Uh, just announce that this is David Wright's last game. And let him just, you know, I mean, if he can get out of the way of a pitch, you know, it, it doesn't matter if he swings the bat. People just would want to see him one more time. And if he can do that, I would love to see well, then, them do that. Yeah, then and ask the, the, the opposing pitcher, can you just groove one in there? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to that extent. That, that's happened before. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's happened before. You know, just ask him to groove one down the middle. And it has groove. happened. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the guy would be willing to, but um, – I, I would like to see that one more time, and I think that would be a classy way for for them to have him go out uh, as that, a, as a player. That would that would. How about that other controversial decision uh, the Mets made, sending uh, Tebow to Double A? <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, you know, he, he he drew a lot of crowds. He definitely puts people in the seats, and uh, I know they were hoping in Brooklyn that, that he was going to come there to put people in the seats, and he spent a little bit of time. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, you got to give the guy credit to the extent is that he's not saying – Oh, I, I, I'm like you know they put me down in these boons, boonies and the miners, and he's going wherever they tell him to play. He's playing, he's playing hard. I, you know, I you got to give him credit for that. Oh yeah, I just hope that they're doing it for the right reasons, and they're not taking a spot away from uh, you know a developing player. You know that that's the mm-hmm. uh, and if he's if he's that good, I, I'm all for it. You know, God bless him. Uh, but if they're just doing it to sell tickets and sell more T-shirts and, and blocking someone else, that's uh, another story. And you know, and we'll never find out the truth. So, right. well, what? He, he he's a good story wherever he plays. Like you said, he attracts the crowd. I, I, that would be funny. The last game of the season, have uh, give him an give him a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, you never know. But I, he's He's a good soldier, and he—I know this is crazy, but it wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't shock me if if he somehow is able to one day play in, in the majors. I know that that's crazy talk, but I, I somehow think that somehow he might make it. But I—I I don't think it's that crazy. I—I I think you're right. I—I <laughs> I, I think that they're giving him every opportunity to try to make it. And th- I think this will be really be the, um, the uh, turning point though. The, the, you know, we'll really get to see um, in, in double a, cause they say this is where they weed out a lot of guys. They, 
they find the guys that um, can uh, can really uh, hit because now you're getting guys of some somewhat different ages coming in, uh, and uh, he's older than most of these guys. But you're getting guys that are going down and uh, guys coming up. So um, you see some. You may find some ex major leaguers. Uh, at double a ball and and uh you know it'll be interesting to see how he performs yeah he's going to be facing better pitching because uh you know the, the better competition as he mm-hmm. moved up and uh you know wish him well maybe one day he plays for the long island ducks maybe <laughs> <laughs> and he can join uh jordani valdesbean yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I think he'd have a rough time playing for the New Britain Bees though with Wally Backman there. So Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's another season and I think, you know, um one of the other things that I got uh, took out of today's game that I was really happy about was they finally letting some of the prospects play. I mean Nimmo uh, you know, getting the start, earn his way on the team, and uh, Rosario, and because you know sometimes this team has a has a habit of uh, getting prospects, and whether they're good or not, and some of them have not panned out, and not playing them, and trading them, or uh, just letting them uh, die in the, the minors, and and now at least we're getting to see Nimmo. Uh, we're getting to see Rosario. Well, Rosario was a hasten to be here anyway. Uh, but um, what about that? Do you think uh, they should play more of their prospects? Would you like to see uh, Galorme play more in the majors or Evans? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know what? I, I was thinking about this earlier with Rosario because – you know, he right now he's at the bottom of the lineup. He's a free swinger. And it kind of reminded me of Jose Reyes when he first came up. He wasn't very disciplined at the plate, and it took him a while. And, you know, when when uh, Jose was in his prime, you know, won a batting championship. He was uh, making stuff, you know, making, he was uh, beating on a basis. So that reminds me a lot about uh, Jose Reyes. Just give him time to let him. Uh, he's going to, you know, do a lot of – he's not going to walk a lot this, this season. Uh, but once he develops, I think he's going to be really good and be, uh, you know, at the top of the lineup. I love Nimmo. Nimmo, I, you know, he, just not only the way he plays, he plays hard all the time. He runs the first base. He's, uh, he, he, he has a great attitude. I just would like to see him play, you know, every day. And I know that's not going to happen when Conforto comes back, but they've got to find a, a spot to get him in the, in the lineup a lot. You know, giving Bruce a day off here and there and Cespedes as well, because Nimmo – I really love Nemo. He is a really good guy. Gary, I think there's a good balance on the team right now. Um, it's not like you're. It's not like there's somebody on the team who is at the end of his career. I'm trying to think of if there's anybody on there. It's basically everybody's in their prime, and you've got the young guys um, with the veterans. I, I think right now it's it's a good mix. You know, if if injuries happen or slumps occur. Then maybe you give the, you know, the other young guys chances, or you, you know, you give them, uh, you know, they'll sit up, they'll have backup roles. Right now, uh, it, it, it's the way the team is. It's it's good. 
Right, and I think uh, with uh, with Cabrera, I mean, he's not an old player. I mean, he looks like he's been around a long time, but he's, I think, 31 or 32. Uh, so, But he's been around a while, and I can see toward the end of the season, if he's not having, uh, and it's his last year in his contract, I can see them uh, maybe cutting ways uh, if he's not doing well and bringing up a Glamore or a Cicchini to, to take that spot. Uh, but right now they're paying him too much money, so you know he's going to play every day. And you also have Don Smith, who, you know, didn't have any kind of strength. Was, you know, he was late for the one game, so he sat. Next game he got hurt, and basically, I think, right? And I think that was mm-hmm. it. So uh, he's going to be, you know, he's going to have a season in AAA. Maybe he'll come up sometime. Uh, I don't think he's done. So we'll see him again. So we're going to see these young guys in there. But right now, it's good the way they are. And and uh, it is interesting that uh, how fate can play a hand. Uh, you know, Dom Smith gets hurt, and uh, we don't see him at all. And and they were all talking about him fighting for the spot and everything. And um, got to be a little bit disappointing for him going back to AAA. But hey, it's oh, Vegas. Yeah. It's not so bad. It could be Syracuse. You know, right. <laughs> and next year it will be Syracuse. Next year it will be Syracuse. So you want to get off the team by then, but that'll be uh, that'll be good travel wise, at least for the Mets, and and they'll get used to playing in some cold weather in the April, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, March. I mean, right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right, now you guys have been uh, doing some good work over there. Some great shows you've been putting out. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about some of the guests you had, some of the guests you're trying to get, and uh, where the good folks can get the uh, show. All right. Well, we we have interviewed Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Museum. That was a fantastic interview. Um, that guy, mm-hmm. he can tell a story, and just you could hear the. The, um, uh, the uh, enthusiasm, yeah, the enthusiasm, and his love for the game, and he's such a a great representative of that museum, and uh, it's amazing to when you we, so we did the interview with him. We also interviewed right. uh, uh, somebody pit barrel cookers called the name right. uh, Noah, Noah Glanville. But I do, but one thing I just want to say about Bob Kendrick. So you see that he was asked by Buck Showalter to speak to the Orioles. Uh, in, during spring training, and you and you think, wait a second, that's the same guy that we interviewed, <laughs> right? And then there's an article uh, a couple of days ago in the New York Times. They were talking about, um, you know, duos in the center of a lineup, and they were talking about Giancarlo Stanton and Judge, and then they were talking about two guys who hit in the middle of the lineup, Josh Gibson and Buck Leonard, and how you know they never got their due. Um, and they interviewed, you know, they had Bob Kendrick with some quotes. And again, you're like, wait, this is the same guy that we interviewed. <laughs> so that's, that's right. amazing. Then, yeah, we interviewed Noah Glanville. He is the, uh, uh, the president of uh, Pit Barrel Cookers. And so, a U.S. veteran who started this company. Right. And uh, so that's, for those who are into barbecue, those are called the ugly drum smokers. And it's basically, it looks like a, a, an, oil, an oil drum. And the meat hangs in there, and it's incredible uh, the way it tastes. Um, and that's pit barrel cookers. Uh, 
Uh, we also interviewed uh, someone from uh, Society for American Baseball Research, mm-hmm. uh, Saber, uh, by a man by the name of Joe Wancho. He's uh, uh, he writes a lot of those biographies that you see on the Saber page. Very interesting uh, biography that that's there. Uh, he's not a but he's not a sabermetrician, if you know what I mean. He, mm-hmm. We tried to talk about the, the sabermetrics and how it's coming into the game, where, uh, but he's not into all that. He's into more the history, which is what we like about it. Right. So. But it's funny. We had all these questions prepared to ask them all about <laughs> the analytics of baseball. And the first thing he says to us is, oh, I'm not an analytics guy. <laughs> and we basically said, okay, we throw all these out. Uh, yeah, well, we, we do plan on going uh, in a week or so to a barbecue competition yeah. on, on, on Staten Island. Yeah, weather permitting, there is a uh, – so, so, Gary, the, it's the KCBS, it's the Kansas City Barbecue Society, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they have all these barbecue competitions all over the country. The one that they have in this area, the, the most local one, is, in, is on Staten Island, and it's next Saturday. So, weather permitting – uh, we're going to go there and do a remote. <laughs> we've, we've never done that before, so we'll see how that works. Uh, but we plan on trying to interview some of the uh, some of the teams um, about their styles of cooking, the judges. And uh, so hopefully we're going to do that, like I said, weather permitting. And one of the things that I, I want to do is, is, is go down to Philadelphia to uh, Bulls Barbecue and, and interview uh, Greg Bluzinski. Therefore, combining both baseball and barbecue, uh, and you know, in the same, uh, it's getting the same segment because he runs the uh, the barbecue, uh, a big concession. I don't know if you've been to Philadelphia, but they have a, a large concession of uh, for barbecue. Yeah, I I have not been to that stadium or the barbecue, but I do know about it. Um, and uh, gee, that's great! And uh, you got to get down to Maryland and speak to Book Powell. Well, Pal also. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of ideas. Yeah, a lot of ideas, a lot of things planned. It's it's just it's fun because we just we sit and we, we're like, okay, what are we going to do this week? And <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many companies like we uh, we're trying to get um uh, there's a grill what, what's it called grill, grill. Grill. yeah something grill? Grilla grills or something um uh, somebody from there to talk about their company and it's I guess with Baseball and barbecue, it gives us a lot more options, uh, uh, you know, of things to talk about. So we're having fun with it. Yeah. And and that's the main thing. Have fun with it and enjoy it. And uh, uh, otherwise it becomes tedious and you don't want it to be be that way. And Jeff, I know what you're going to do next weekend. You're going to go down there and eat. Oh yeah, that's what you- <laughs> <laughs> got, got, got a sample of cuisine. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll be asking the questions and, and I'll and Jeff, uh, <laughs> your mouth is full, Jeff. Stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, people can find us uh, on iTunes, and we're now on Stitcher. As well, so just uh, search for baseball and BBQ, and we'll come up there. That's terrific, and and folks, if if you haven't listened to the show, you have to listen to it. It's it's a terrific show, and uh, the there's one problem with the show, guys, and that is when you're done with it, I am starving. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
And the worst part is I just started Weight Watchers. The wife just got me on Weight Watchers. So I got, oh, my God. <laughs> but it's a great show, and you guys do a great job. And uh, I just, uh, all the continued success in, in uh, all that you're doing with it. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Gary. And the great thing is also we get to speak to yeah, we get to speak, speak to you. you. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that's really nice. We appreciate you having us on. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, it's a very nice uh, podcast community that uh, we've been meeting, you know, yourself. And, uh, you know, also, you know, you, I know we met, I met Greg Prince before. So I mean, in North, he might come on one, uh, one of our episodes. Oh. You know, try it as well. And Greg's a great guest. You ask him a question, and he can talk for uh, ten minutes, and uh, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, and a terrific guy. All right, guys. Well, uh, uh, again, thanks for coming on this evening, and I think I'm gonna call that a show, folks. So uh, you know, we'll see you again next week. We'll have more Mets news. Is, now the season started. Now there's something to really talk about. We'll try to uh, get our weekly guests on like we do, try to get somebody from uh, the opposing team come on. And uh, we'll see you again the next time on Mets Musings. And remember, until the next time, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings.